is the chick with the pick in her hair? Angela or uh, Davis, and we roll like Avis. It's six o'clock. It's six o'clock. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio every Monday from six to like seven fifty. And we've got comedians. We've got a really stacked list, so. We're not really going to, like, give comments. Unless you have something burning to say, then we can. Um, or, you know, tell people after. Be like, oh, I had a tag for that or whatever. But we just have a lot of people on the list tonight. So we'll get to it. Your first comedian, he runs a great show down in South City at Hometown Heroes on Wednesdays. Put your hands together for Wally Hippolito. All right, all right, y'all. It's... Quick, it's fast, it's dirty, it's Monday. How the fuck are y'all doing? Okay, all right, shut up now. Um, uh, I've always been really short, which has never really been a problem until I get angry. And now, then people like to say I have Napoleon complex. Uh, but if I was six three, they would just call me an Aquarius. Cool. Uh, you know, got did you guys know Jesus was five five? Oh wait, actually, I go back to this one. You know, um, people correlate height with success. But every, every homeless dude that I know is over 6'3", so you tell me. Um, but here, did you guys know Jesus was 5'5"? Five five? Yeah, yeah. Th- this is why I think Jesus isn't real, because nobody, ta- nobody in this world takes anybody under 5'10 seriously. It's like, oh, yeah, you're the son of God? You can't even build a chair over six feet, bro. What are you doing over here? Cool. Um, I've been watching a lot of movies lately, big movie guy. I, uh... Watched a lot of classics. Did you guys, uh, you guys remember Ocean's Eleven? One of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, my favorite part about that movie is how they portray men over forty with more ten, with more than ten friends they can hang out with. Yeah, yeah. I think that like I can't even get a text back in the group chat, and Danny Ocean's over here collecting ten friends for a hot boy summer. I don't know. That's kind of fucked up. I mean, I think if you're over thirty-five, you should only have five friends max. It's like. One, because you know his phone number, and whenever you get locked up, you can call him. And the other four is so you, you don't have to hire movers at the end of the day. Uh, also been watching Forrest Gump, another classic. Uh, but I think that movie's really good still. It holds up. But I feel like the uh, the famous quote, if, um, I was about to say, if you give a mouse a cookie. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that ran through my head, but... I feel like the famous quote, uh, life is like a box of chocolates, doesn't really pertain or doesn't really like um, connect with millennials. So I think my version is better. Like, if you give, life is like a drink from Bill Cosby. You don't know you're getting fucked. That's a rough one. Okay. That's all right. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, but did you guys, I'm a big um, Forrest Gump fan. Did you guys actually know there was supposed to be a sequel? Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would have been really excited about it because it was going to have o- uh, Forrest in the car with OJ in the 94 Bronco. And I think that would have been amazing, guys. A couple more. Get my time back. Uh, no one wants to work anymore, guys. I think the pandemic really fucked people up. Like, uh, I've been reading a lot of stories about how people are just on the job and not doing their job. Like, did you guys read the story about Seven Cox? Ha- Kevin, Seven Cox. Seven... <laughs> Seven cops having sex in a in a precinct, like yeah, yeah, and then there's an yeah at the same time at the pre and then there are two more co- there are two more cops in Brooklyn that were having sex so loud that somebody called not that the neighbors called nine one one. That's great. Like that is not where I want my tax dollars to go, everybody. 
And at least if they are going there, you got to release that body cam footage for once in your life, you know? And also, uh, you know, post-pandemic, I'm not really going out to restaurants anymore. Yeah, because if I wanted to bust my own tables and get my own water and feel bad about the meal afterwards, I would just go to my mom's house. Like, truly. I had some more shit about that. Um, I'll end on this one. I'm going to the Philippines this year, which I'm really excited about. But I'm, I'm nervous for a couple of reasons. Uh, the first being is uh, I'm meeting my biological father's family for the first time. And... Uh, you know, I'm nervous because, you know, what if they're hot? You know, I, you know, I've watched enough Game of Thrones in my life where incest is very much on the table, everybody. It really, and you're like, w they could be looking for a green card. I'm looking for a second wife. We can make something happen here, guys. All right, I'm Wally Ippolito. That's my time. You guys have been great. Wally Ippolito, release the body cam footage on your, uh, on your family uh, reunion there. That'll be fun for the rest of us. That'll be great. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Dakota Price. Yeah. Follow the path to the land of the aftermath, but don't frolic in the mix. Crazy ass. Hello. How, how's everybody doing? Woo. Woo. Yeah. Hello. Awesome. Fucking sick. I'm so glad all of you are doing well. Uh, I just flew back from Texas yesterday. I got to see my son for his birthday. Yeah. Really awesome. Uh, you know, I did something really weird. I was in a good mood when I was going through TSA. Believe it or not, I was in a great mood going through TSA. And the agents that were, you know, working, they are moving everything along. They were doing great. And I was like, you know what? It's a great idea. I should tell TSA how great they're doing. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I, <laughs> I put all of my stuff, you know, shoes off, my belt, everything in the thing. It's going through the machine. I get through the line, and I get through the line just fine, right? They go through the, the, the metal detector. They don't stop me. And then I'm like, TSA, you're doing amazing. You know, I just want you all to know I love you guys. And you don't get enough respect. The guy dead ass didn't say sh shit else except for he looked at me and said, sir, step to the side. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I stepped to the side. They're like, which bag's yours? And I was like, that one. And they're like, all right, search his bag. <laughs> and so they searched my bag. And uh, I knew I didn't have anything in there, but, you know, I was still nervous. Uh, and then they were like, search him. And I, that's how I got a fist in my ass in TSA. Yeah. No, like, seriously, like, you, you compliment TSA, they, 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 uh, you, they get real suspicious of you. So uh, I, did get, I, get, I did get pulled aside, searched, and he was like, you know what? I appreciate the compliment. You have a great day, too. And I was like, cool. I went to my plane. And then uh, I'm just telling a real true story. Anybody, anybody in here uh, watch football? Anybody football fans in here? Yeah, you like you. Oh yeah, you got a Niners gear on. Niners. Yeah. Not okay. Uh, fucking uh, got a got a Niners fan in here. That's really cool because when I got to my gate, I realized that yesterday was a football game. In particular, a football game, San Francisco versus Dallas. And I was flying out of DFW to San Francisco. And let me tell you, Dallas fans and 49ers fans, show the fuck up, bro. Literally, I was the only person on that plane that wasn't wearing red or blue. I was sitting between the Crips and the Bloods of the football world. It was insane. I was watching homies like, hey man, you going to the game too? Locking up, like fucking Cowboys fans actually being nice to Niners fans. It was like I watched the end of racism. No, <laughs> no, it was really cool to get to see all those football fans get along, Niners and the Cowboys. 
And then uh, as I was uh, walking through San Francisco yesterday, walking through the, the city streets, all of the people from Texas just looked so lost. You'd see them wearing their blue cowboys hats, riding on the lime scooters. It was awesome. I saw these two bros, bro riding on the back of the lime scooter, holding the GPS for the dude in front of him, like, I got you, man. I heard him, man. They're having a great time. Uh, anyway, I, uh, I spent some time in Texas. I fucking hate Texas. Uh, it sucks ass. It's racist. It sucks. Uh, and, uh, you know, my baby mama's family, the p- I was staying there so I could spend time, you know, with my son. Uh, they're real Fox News uh, and the Western Channel type people. So I've been fucking watching Hee Haw and Tucker Carlson. I'm going to end on this real quick. There's this show that's on the Western Channel. I don't know if you know about this. It's called How the West Was Won. And that's really, like, all I'm going to say is that, what the fuck? It wasn't won. It was stolen. Someone stole the West. All of it. Where we are right now, this was stolen. It wasn't won. They're like, yeah, fucking spin the wheel. Woo, dead natives. No, I'm just kidding. That's so fucked up. Anyway, guys, I love you all. It's me, Dakota Price. And I'm glad to be back. Teaching us about history. What did I learn? No one wants to learn. Uh, your next comedian, a uh, funny young man. Clap your hands together for Jared Senna. What the fuck is up, guys? My name is Jared. I work at TSA. Checking this guy's bag. Uh, he gave me a little compliment, so I got a little suspicious. So I shut my fist up his ass. Hey, 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 hey. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Thank you, sir. Uh, uh, fun fact about me, I peaked at 16 years old. Um, I was popular in high school, uh, mostly because I got hit by a car. Yeah, man, I was on my way to smoke weed with a friend at a local park, and a car just hit me as I was crossing the street. You know, my grandma always told me smoking weed would put me in a hospital. Didn't think it would involve a Kia Sorento, you know? You know? Yeah, man, it sucked. I was in a full body cast in a wheelchair, so it was really hard to walk. But it was really easy for me to find a homecoming date. I just went up to, like, the hottest girl I saw and just guilt-tripped the shit out of her. Yeah, first didn't work, but eventually she, ch- uh, she caved in when I told her I would drop the charges for hitting me with her car in the first place. See how it comes full circle, guys? All right, uh, after that experience, I started doing therapy. Uh, make some noise here in therapy. All right, fuck yeah, it's not just me that's mentally ill. <laughs> All right, um, yeah, uh, it was, uh, therapy helped me with a lot of things, not just my childhood trauma. One of the things my therapist told me was that I commonly mistake uh, women being friendly as sexual attraction. I was like, how do you know that? She said, because you're leaning in for a kiss right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I needed a change, so uh, after high school ended, I needed a change, so I, I moved out here to San Francisco for college. I fuck with San Francisco. There's a lot of gays here. I fuck with the gays. Uh, the gays consider me an ally. All right, we got one of the gays here. Great. All right. Uh, the gays consider me an ally, uh, mostly because I dated a bisexual woman in the past. It was a real eye-opening experience for me and the woman I dated. 
I realize I need to be more empathetic towards what gay people go through, and she realized that she doesn't like men. I, I, uh, women are just becoming more queer, and I don't know if just like women are just becoming more gay or men are just becoming more shittier. All I know is this benefits effeminate-looking men like me. Like, like I have a septum piercing. Uh, uh, people mistake me for a 10-year-old, and I have short hair. I look like a lesbian, guys. I'm like the Rorschach test for bisexual women, you know? You know? Yeah, I do look like a dyke, but uh, but uh, uh, I'm just as toxic as any straight man out there. Yeah, yeah, like, I will steal money from a toddler and invest all into, like, 2K or Bitcoin. Yeah, that doesn't work. Okay, that's okay. We're working on it. Okay, what else do I got going on? Uh, you know, I used to do rap. I used to do rap battles in high school also. Uh uh, I would go through great lengths to win. One time I was battling the top rap battler in the area. I was nervous because the whole high school was watching and I didn't have anything to say. Luckily for me, that guy's ex-girlfriend died, so I had lots of things to say about that. <laughs> yeah, wait, it gets better. I told her, I told her, I'll beat you on this track like an athlete. I'll kill you in this rap battle like cancer killed Ashley. Uh, that got a groan, yeah. Like, yeah, it just shows that you. Were, I was not a good person at at sixteen. Like, I was willing to speak ill of the dead just to win a high school rap battle. I was dedicating becoming the best rapper in East Lake High School. I don't even know who Ashley is. I, I don't have anything else to say. Give it up for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Yeah. Keep it going for Jared Senna. Man, he's a killer. You know something's going on when, when Mark Neuer goes, Jesus Christ, you know something's happening with your joke. You're hitting buttons and triggers all over the place when Mark Neuer fucking says something. About, Jesus Christ. All right. Hey, everybody, we're having fun. Clap your hands together for your next comedian. It's Pete Palmer. All right, uh, Mark. Uh, I think it was cool that Jared was wearing clothes that were all my size today. It was fun. You're like five seven. You still look like three kids in a trench coat. That's that's tight. I love it. Um, I got in a, I got in a car accident recently. Um, it's okay. Everyone's fine. Uh, it was my fault. He had a Porsche, so he had it coming. Um, and uh, what happened was, so I rear-ended the guy, and. Uh, I was like freaking out and then I remembered what they taught me in driver's ed when you get into like a car accident is that no matter what happened, never say I'm sorry because it admits fault, right? So I'm thinking I'm like ready to, and I, I love that by the way. I love that like your whole life up until you turn 16, it's all about just like getting you to apologize for being a stupid little kid and then you turn 16 and they're like, they can't prove shit if you watch your mouth, you know? Uh, so I get out of the car and like, I was good. I, I didn't say, I'm sorry. I went up to the guy and I was like, my bad. I was just tired and drunk and, <laughs> okay, too cool. Uh, I, uh, I'm a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I, I don't uh I don't I don't think I'm fat, but um I think everyone's like conscious of their own weight and like aware of the ways in which like you feel like you've gained weight. 
Uh, and like, like one thing I've been noticing that I do recently is that uh, I I like fog up cars really easily. Like whenever I it's. <laughs> It, regardless of temperature, like, I'll be sitting in a car, and my buddy will be like, damn, we're fogging up, and it's like 72 degrees outside. I'm like, yeah, dude, climate change is fucking nuts. <laughs> like, crack one, you know? Okay, cool. I think that's kind of fun. Um, I, uh, I, I don't, I, 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 I was uh, on a trip recently with a friend, and uh, we are staying in a hotel room. We were just putting a hotel room together, and uh, we were having fun, and then uh, the second night, he, uh, fell asleep right away and he started snoring really loudly and um so <laughs> I, don't know, I think everyone goes through the same like thought process when someone starts snoring in the same room as them like for the first 10 minutes after 10 minutes passes you're like okay he's probably gonna stop snoring and that's denial that's the first stage of grief everyone knows that <laughs> and then like after like two hours passes you're like okay maybe if i go plug his nostrils for just a little bit it'll reset his breathing and then he won't be snoring anymore you know just a little like microdose of death for your best friends <laughs> like and then that doesn't work you wipe your snot on his bedspread and then you get over you're like okay i'm just gonna let it happen i'll fall asleep anyway and then you look at the clock and it's like five in the morning and you're like these pillows seem pretty firm <laughs> you know he's no one knows he's here. I got other friends. Let's just fucking... Okay, cool. Uh, COVID's still out there, right? Yeah, but I don't I don't care at all. Um, I get... I, I f it's, it's bad, but I feel like I get annoyed when people care about COVID nowadays. Like, when you're hanging out and someone's like, it's just so nice that we can all be here together again. It's like, bro, what the fuck have you been doing? Like, Six Flags was open in 2021. Get it together. I was uh I was like hanging out with some people recently and um the day after uh, a guy texted the group chat and he was like, Hey, I just wanted to let everyone know, um, I tested positive for COVID. And I was like, Okay, cool man, like what'd you have for lunch today? <laughs> All right, cool. That's <laughs> this is why you go to the mics, baby. All right, thank you. Bomber, everyone. I had an egg sandwich for lunch. Your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody. She's new to the room. It's Angel Jin. Guys, awesome to be here. Um, you guys get the new iPhone update? There's this feature where you scan your head to find the optimal headphone pairing. Um, I feel like the guy who uh, designed it tested on an owl because I was like, I can't purr my head like that far. I think it's great that they have an app for finding the optimal headphone pairing by scanning your head when, like, no man can find my clit. Um, and, like, I help them, right, with, like, sound effects, right? Um, just let them know they're closer, but alas. Um, I don't think I'm going to marry Rich, so I'm just trying to get ten middle-class boyfriends. Um, my boyfriend was like, hey, babe, do I meet your needs? I'm like, it's a team effort. Um, I think Valentine's Day is just going to be a Super Bowl watch party, something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, people always ask, like, do you know what you're looking for in a man? I'm like, of course I fucking know. What I don't know is what I'm willing to settle for, right? Because it's hard for one person to meet all of your needs. 
um, I was, uh, what was I going to say about that? I don't know what this means. Um, oh, I was watching a rom-com where this woman finds out that, oh, right, okay, okay, right. Nope. Uh, actually, skip that thought. Bad thought. Um, so watching this rom-com, this woman finds out that her boyfriend actually isn't a rich uh, startup CEO, but a rich international DJ. I was like, is there a problem here? Like, does he have the boat or not, right? Um, yeah, you know, it's hard for one person to meet all of your needs. You know, he, he's either really sweet and you have no chemistry, or you have chemistry, but he skateboards. Um, uh, and I think it's hard for women because we're honestly a little twisted, right? Like, if he's dominant, you worry that he doesn't respect women. Um, and if he respects you, you're not interested. Um, okay, never mind. Oh, you guys ever date someone who's really into consent? Um, I was like, hey, I took a photo for you. And he was like, there's no need to send that. Um, never mind, that's just sad. Okay, <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, I like went to school in the Northeast. Um, I was back for my college reunion. Uh, my mom said to come back. Uh, with a rich husband, so I skipped the five-year mixer and went straight to the 50-year. Um, a lot of bachelors at both, and guess what? The same skill for listening to young men talk about crypto works for old men with hedge funds. Um, I'm glad you guys really learned from that. Um, and golf is still golf, right? You know, just smile, keep silent. Um, <laughs> I actually, you know, had a really good conversation with Charles about his grandkids. I really felt like I knew them telling my friend about him after, and he was like, that's my granddad. <laughs> uh, okay, Ooh, how do I want to end this? Oh yeah, a lot of people got um, engaged to show off before the reunion. Um, I feel like that's stupid, right? You're like about to do a weekend of drinking with a thousand people your age who you shared a past experience with. I feel like that's like having a full meal before going to a buffet. Okay, maybe, all right. Uh, Okay, um, one of my, f my friends and I were talking about how to get to the reunion. One guy said he didn't want to take the train because everyone we knew would be on it. I was like, man, you're really not going to like the reunion then. Um, I feel like that's like going to the zoo but hiding from your dog before you get there. Oh, okay, we'll work on that. Uh, okay, last thing about reunion. Um, uh, they were giving out awards for the last man or woman standing, um, meaning for the oldest alumnus or alumna at the event. Which is sweet, right? I want to celebrate longevity. Good for them. But I was like, maybe there was like a Hunger Games for old people before <laughs> this. You know what I mean? Like Deb and Barbara both walked in, but only Deb came out. All right. Thanks. You guys have been great. Thanks. Clap your hands together for Angel Lynn. Jin. I'm sorry. I'm blind. Uh, your next comedian, killer on the scene. Clap your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Woo! Thank you. Okay, as you might have guessed from this outfit, I struggle with depression and suicidal thoughts. <laughs> and uh, it was either wear these jeans again or shoot myself. Fashion one this time. Dark, okay. There's a <laughs> uh, I, this is new. Um, I think a lot about suicide, and I'm not a therapist, but I pretty, and I've had enough therapy to make an educated guess that this is not healthy. Okay. 
Um, it could be a result of my rotten childhood, except it wasn't rotten. It was kind of like white, Jewish, um, suburban, how the 1950s to 70s, idyllic combination. How did that combination create something as neurotic as me? All right, that's way too long. It's a lot of work. Uh, people say he's just a worthless piece of shit, right? But does anybody? <laughs> <laughs> that's not the joke part, but thank you. Does anyone ever say he's a worthwhile piece of shit? It could be, right? I think that new guy that we just hired, he's a real worthwhile piece of shit. <laughs> he's as meaningful as they come. You, yeah, I think he'll go far. You watch. Come come Christmas, he'll be that worthwhile piece of shit ass will be head of the department. All right, well, I'm working on that one. Um, here's another thing. Stop writing there, T-H-E-R-E, when you mean T-H-E-I-R. Two different things altogether. Night and day, good and bad, Fox News and, and, a, and a legitimate news source. There, T-H-E-R-E, is where you go when you leave. Where are you going? I'm going over there. There, T-H-E-I-R, is belonging to them. Whose dog is an asshole? Their dog is an asshole. Easy, right? And you can combine them to say, I'm going over there to see their asshole dog. And if you want to, you can also do T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E. Don't write T-H-E-R-E when you mean T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E there. Once again, T-H-E-R-E is where are you going? I'm going over there. T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E is they are condensed, right? Did I get that right? Yeah, okay. They are condensed. Who's being a fucker right now? They're being fuckers right now. They're being fuckers over there with their asshole dog. It couldn't be easier, people. All right, if I ever memorize that fucker, I'll, that'll be, thank you, thank God. All right, um, what was I going to say? Uh, I have... Um, uh, OCD and people have asked me to explain the difference between obsessions and compulsions. When you have obsessions, you worry a lot. You avoid unlucky things like raisins. With compulsions, you repeat certain actions over and over. You touch and count whatever says, touch me, count me, two, three. If you have both and you obsess all day about your compulsions, then you're fucked. Did I touch the kitchen table? When I left the kitchen, did I touch the table? It's Friday. I Or whatever the hell day this is. Monday. I fight crime on Mondays. All right. I got to go. There's people in the other room I need to count. Thank you. Yay, Lori Grout. Lori Grout. All right. Like a rock block of some of my favorite people. Put your hands together, everybody, for Spencer Devon.
We should give him like a million minutes of stage time. There's not enough time. Oh my God. Uh, I realized uh, saying that I don't like edibles uh, is less impactful as I smoke a full blunt and pound down some potato chowder. Any, any, any food is inedible if you're smoking while you eat it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I am a fine speller. I'm okay at spelling. Um, I, what I don't like is spelling bees. Um, because who taught those motherfuckers how to spell? <laughs> bees weren't dangerous enough. Who's been teaching the bees? That's my question. It's like, oh, no, Mrs. Johnson, some bees have broken into the school records. Oh, as long as they're not spelling bees. They are spelling bees. They're reading through the records. They know which kids are allergic. Diabolical bees that can read. Who let that happen? I don't like open-faced sandwiches. It's like there was someone sitting in the kitchen with most of a sandwich and a bun. It's like, ah, who, no, they, they try to sell it to you like it's an experience they're giving you. Uh, that's like a plumber leaving your house and he's like, ah, there's a couple bolts I didn't tighten because I want you to feel like you fixed the sink. And it's like, no, I'm paying you to fix the sink. Your dessert is a deconstructed cheesecake. Wait a minute, are you telling me I stopped watching Bones, put on pants, got in my car, drove to this Sizzlers, and you unmade my food? I came here so you would construct me a cheesecake because that's how ordering at a restaurant works. What's next? I'm just going to go to a restaurant with empty bowls and plates like the movie Hook, and we're just going to pretend to throw food at each other where a short-form improv troupe describes through motion what I could be eating but not fucking finishing anything. That's what we call an open-faced yes and which. Thank you. <laughs> Full circle! Full circle! That's how... That's how you do a joke, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm dog-starved. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, it's not a casual way of telling you that I eat dogs. Uh, also, not to be confused with the legitimate medical uh, condition of being hot dog-starved. Uh, that's when you have an absence of the chemical of ballparkia in your system. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, no, being dog-starved just means that I love your dog more than you do. It's okay. I just, I'm kind of like the British Empire of loving your dog. Like, I, there's dogs all over the place that I'm never going to see, and I'm not going to take care of them, but they're mine. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I, you have, what, maybe one, two best friends? I have 900 million best friends, best guess, according to Google, is how many dogs are on the planet. You have a top eight? I have a top 900 million, good boy, tie. It's a tie for all the, thank you. Uh, I've been Spencer Devine. Just don't yeah, Spencer Devine. Today with 
five times deeper knee bends. Uh, all right. <laughs> same, same jokes, all new energy. You're, 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 a, you're a comet. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, Denise Lee. Yay! Who sang that? Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, okay. Well, that's 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 a lot. <laughs> that's a lot to take in on a Monday night. <laughs> Appreciate the support. <laughs> Uh, I've been trying to work on myself more. Um, I'm trying to do more cardio exercise. Hell yeah, I was Spencer. <laughs> I was reading that cardio exercise can be any activity that raises your heart rate. So I've been doing lots of panicking about my life. That's been <laughs> helpful. Every time I spiral with anxiety, I'm like, oh my God, here I go again, working out. <laughs> Gonna need a protein bar after this existential crisis, you know? <laughs> Such a gym rat. I I tried out running, though. Uh, I don't like running, especially in public. Like, running is basically just a public demonstration on how quickly I give up. I don't like that. <laughs> Once I went on a run, I was feeling real good, sprinted past this old lady at the park. Two minutes later, she walked past me because I had already sat down in defeat. That was a humbling ass moment. <laughs> uh, I tried out I tried out speed walking because I thought it'd be easier than running. No, it's equally painful, but mostly just painful for my pride. Like I feel like the word speed walking is way too cool for like the embarrassing travesty that it is. I feel like speed walking is more just like waddling with earnest, you know. So I've been so yeah, so running didn't work out, speed walking didn't work out. I'm doing more galloping now. Uh, it's been a fascinating journey. Okay, stay with me. Okay, stay with me. Um, so like normally, like running a mile is torture for me, right? But like galloping a mile. That's torture for everyone watching me. And I like that torture. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Like, I used to get scared walking through the tenderloin at night. Now everyone's scared of me when I gallop through the tenderloin. Dang, I messed up the order of that <laughs> sentence. That's fine. Um, okay, so, okay, next. Uh, I, I have mixed feelings about Asian stereotypes. Oh, Kyle, what a great time for you to join. Uh <laughs> I have I have mixed feelings about Asian stereotypes, you know? Like, yes, I don't like it when people say that stereotype, like, all Asians look the same. But I do enjoy sharing one Costco ID card with five other Asian females. It's real economical, but it's a real moral dilemma. You know, like, when I... When I go to Costco, my name is not Denise Lee. My name is Tiffany Wong. <laughs> Once uh, I almost got in trouble at Costco, there was a security guard standing at the door checking everyone's IDs. He looked at the card, looked at me, and he was like, this doesn't look like you. And I was like, sir, look at this face. Do I look like my name couldn't be Tiffany Wong? And he was like, no, I just swear I saw someone else with this same card last week who was like a foot shorter than you. And I panicked. I didn't know what to say. So I was just like, sir, are you for 
or against stop Asian hate. And he was like, I'm so sorry, Miss Wong, on your way. And that's the story of how I gaslighted a Costco employee. Okay, thank you. Denise Lee, everyone. All right. We're just, well, we're not about halfway through, but almost. Uh, hey, put your hands together for your next comedian, Kavita Singh. You see it all day by the telephone. Um, I have to do old stuff over again, so you guys are just going to have to deal with this. I'm sorry. I feel so bad. Okay. Yay. All right. Um, me, so I, I moved here because of my boyfriend. Uh, we were initially doing a long distance relationship. Uh, and I, I like, I'm actually not against long distance relationships. I think they could be really sexy because you get to entertain fantasies about your partner without dealing with all the real parts. Like <laughs> in my fantasy, my boyfriend does laundry, you know. Um, but at some point we were doing long distance and I was like, dude, how are we going to make this work? And he suggested an open relationship. It was like, how's online Scrabble? Um, I was thinking about that. <laughs> but that's when I realized, like, the most I could trust my boyfriend is with, like, eating my leftovers. You know, like, he, like he's had other things on his mind, um, like sucking titties. Um, but it, it, felt, it felt a little impractical for him, right? Because, one, he was in the Bay Area. And, like, there are no women in the Bay Area. I don't know. Like, I feel like they're just hiding in plant shops or Noe Valley or, like, honestly, I feel like at this point my period is, like, synced with hens at, like, a halal butcher shop. <laughs> like, it's really bad. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's, like, a female Wakanda where women are, like, sharing their berries and, like, boyfriends. But I can't find them. And he probably can't find them. Um, but also, be it's, it's just so much harder for men to get laid than women, just generally. Like, a guy has to be, like, attractive I have this whole list. He has to be attractive, funny, smart, but not arrogant and caring and thoughtful. And, you know, hopefully, and he's available, but not too available. Hopefully he's a Bob the Builder type. You know, he can fix a sink or, like, reach for high things, open jars, have a headboard. And then for women, it's like, you know, all of her friends has, have to die. And <laughs> she needs to be bored. And maybe she hears a creak in her uterus. You know, and, and, and her vibrator is so dusty that it has whooping cough. And then she'll call her ex. But if she doesn't call her ex, then then a guy will get laid. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, one time I actually had to comfort a friend for texting this woman on Tinder. And he was like, how was your day? And she, was <laughs> and she responded, what's your problem? So I just feel like it's way harder uh, for guys. Um, I, I am pretty sexually repressed, surprise, uh, growing up, like, my parents never, like, 
they're always like sex is for procreation like you can never have fun whatever it's not productive and so like growing up in college I would be like having sex and like a guy would be like it feels so good and I'd be like I could still make it to the library (laughs) um but now I like do try to embrace it a little bit more and have fun like me and my boyfriend did some role playing and I was Miss Frizzle from Magic School Bus because she's confident and she's zany. And I was like, yeah, like, let's, let's her motto. This is her motto. She goes, let's take chances, make mistakes, and get messy. And then I was like, no, put the condom back on. Um, but, uh, okay, I feel like that's literally all I have for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Keep your hands clapping for Kava to sing. Yay. All right, moving right along. Your next comedian, clap your hands wildly for Bret Harper Jennings. Hi, guys. Hey. Yeah, sorry. Hi. Uh, I liked everyone else's stuff. Um, I <laughs> uh, I have really bad insurance. They keep assigning me doctors that no longer work there because I have an HMO plan, and uh, and it's kind of discouraging. It's starting to feel like it's me. Um, they they assigned me a doctor actually who passed away, which was un- which I've never had to write my insurance cop company being like. I'm so sorry for your loss, but uh, and I'm sure he was great at his job, but he isn't alive. And they were like, are you sure? And I was like, I actually donated to his GoFundMe. He had, but <laughs> he's definitely dead. Um, I also, my gynecologist was arrested for human trafficking, so I just have really bad insurance. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying not to take it personally because I think she recruited people from her practice and I wasn't one of them, which is fine. <laughs> um, but also, I told a friend, and she was like, oh, that happens, like, uh, like that's, oh, God, what did she say? It was funnier when she said it, but it was like, <laughs> oh, this kind of thing happens all the time, or like, I hate when it ha- that happens, as if a lot of gynecologists are arrested for human trafficking. Um, and I was kind of like, how often does that happen? Uh, let's see. Okay. I think that's all I had, but I'm going to keep talking. Um, cool. Uh, oh, uh, I was hanging out with my friends, and, uh, and they're all guys, which is a mistake. Uh, that <laughs> was a bad choice. And, um, and they were trying to convince me, uh, that a vagina is a sphincter, and it's, I don't, and they were like, you, you know how it closes, and I was like, I don't know if that happens. <laughs> I was which was confusing. But by the end, I was kind of like, I guess it is a sphincter, which is weird that they convinced me. Okay. We're working on that. We're working on that. Uh, I didn't think I'd be up this soon. Okay. But I'm really excited about it. This is really good. You guys look great. Um, huh. Let's see. Oh, um, oh, I want to, I want to be edgy. Like I want, (laughs) I want people to think I'm edgy. Um, but I'm scared of needles, so I can't get a tattoo. And so I was like, ah, oh, and I can't get a grill because I have a condition called dry mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I decided I'm going to get a chain. And it's going to be like a big, it's going to be like a bike lock. Like, people are really going to take me seriously. <laughs> it's more just an aspiration than a joke. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to use this last minute to look through. Did I? If I could die, I just wrote. Um, yeah. Did I? I know I had something else. Oh, no, I think the sphincter thing was it. Yeah, if you have any, uh, thanks guys. Walk your hands together for Brett Harbor Jennings. Oh, your next comedian. What a treat, everyone. Uh, strap yourselves in. It's Mark Neuer. I'm so sick and tired of it, ladies and gentlemen. You think I'm going to be up here and then just not tell you how sick and tired of it I am? Because I'm fucking so sick and tired of it. I'm fucking done. I'm going to fucking end it all. And it's your fault. <laughs> God bless, ladies and gentlemen. I've been saying God bless a lot recently because I'm tired of God damning everything. Tired of uh, for God doing that really Sick of God damning everything. Is it a he or she? I don't care. Just stop damning everything. Would you please, for the love of Christ? I would go to church uh, more often if they would, if they would, if communion was pizza rolls with ranch dressing. If 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 the if the if the Father would give me, you go to communion. You're the right shade. You go to communion. Some of you go to different things based on your thing. That's great. Hey, nothing wrong with you. He goes to communion. Great. They put a little wafer and they give you a little grape juice. At, at what? At communion. I thought he had something to say. He doesn't have shit to say. He knows better. He already got, he already got his at OMG. Don't fuck with me, all right? You sit here, you listen to my dog shit jokes, and you, you go home. You fucking lobster motherfuckers. Dude, I'm on the whiskey. Sorry about that. So I'd go to commu- I would go to communion a lot more if they would give me a pizza roll dipped in ranch. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> forgive me for my sins, Father. You know what I mean? Just shove it a. Jesus, is your flesh made of pepperoni? What's going on? Is that combination, Jesus? Jesus' blood is real thick with the buttermilk. You know what I'm saying? That's a new one. You're welcome. Shouldn't have even tried it in front of you fucks, but it's fine. Here we are. Doing new jokes for fucking comedians. Woo! Mom, I made it. Can you hear me? No, because you don't tune in to MutinyRadio.fm. Because you are not proud of me. The Indian comments in me have something in common, all right? My mom and dad hate me too. Don't worry. Hey, out there, shut your fucking holes. I was out there, you know what I was doing? Not yik-yakking. Do I look disrespectful to you? Is it the glasses? I'm not. I got a lot of respect for the comics that come in here, and they want to they do their shit. You know why? Because I do the same thing. And when I get up on stage, they leave. God bless them. Good. Good. I want you to leave. I don't want you to watch me do comedy, but I also don't want you to yik-yak outside where I can hear you. You yik-yak anywhere else. Not in here, not outside. Put my readers on. I don't fucking. I'm done. I'm already done. I'm already done. The waste of my time. 
Mutiny isn't, though. You know what I mean? Because if a lot of you didn't have Mutiny Radio, you'd still be dog shit. So, God bless, all right? Give your love and respect to Pam Benjamin at fucking Mutiny Radio on Venmo, you fucks. Yay, catching flies with sticks up in this house. (laughs) Fetching flies with honey. If you got a a stick with no honey and you're swinging it around. Hey, man, he's drinking enough for both of us because I'm not drinking tonight, so thank you for... Usually I just submerge myself in a barrel of whiskey and come out for free ice cream days. Uh, But your next comedian, clap your hands together for Kyle Morrissey. Thank you. Um, You guys want to know something weird? Getting older and still being named Kyle. (laughs) The kid's name. It's not aging well. It's I don't I don't know what my parents were thinking. I I just feel like millennials would be doing better if we had more adult names. That's all. That's uh, Gladys and Eugene never had gluten allergies. That's all. And according to history, the only depression they had was great, with a cat with a capital G. You you guys have grandparents? Or well, all my grandparents are dead, so I can talk shit about them. Um, you know, old people like. Uh, they like roasting young people. Talk about how much harder they had it back then. My grandpa would never shut up about the war. I was like, at least I can watch Band of Brothers without panicking. You know, <laughs> like, keep running your mouth. I'm going to show you something called Oculus Rift, okay? <laughs> okay, watch your trap, gran- gran- grandpa. <laughs> no, there's no foxholes in here. This is the living room, okay? Get up. <laughs> Hell yeah, I hate old people. Um... I that that I just that whole argument uh feels like a straw man to me. I mean, can you can you imagine if the founding fathers had porn? I'll I'll figure out something with that. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> I uh I got uh wedded recently to a a lady, I'm sorry, uh San Francisco. Um uh she's she's my lover. A lot of people talk about marrying your best friend, and I never really understood that sentiment, marrying your best friend, because that's a completely different thing. If she was my best friend, I would be very liable to just come home every night and be like, dude, I just saw the hottest girl at the open mic. (laughs) You want to (laughs) fuck? All right. I think it's funny that uh, the whole work from home thing has just been reduced to employers basically trying to get employee employees back to the office. It's just like a parent who's trying to get their kid out of a treehouse. That's all this is, getting people to come back to the office. That's all it's boiled down to are the grown-ups being like, come down, you have to come back. And we're just up here like, no, <laughs> like I'm not leaving. Um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a bad employee because... Uh, well, I have a bunch of excuses. Um, I, I mean, I, I definitely, ha- like, I was, I had a nice upbringing. I never had to develop a good work ethic. And so I was really confused when I would join the workforce. And uh, every company you join nowadays is like, we're a family here. I'm like, w- dude, I just had a family and they gave me an allowance. What do you, anytime my boss is like, hey, man, just remember we're a family. I'm like, all right, then just give me the fucking money, man. <laughs> Why? Why are you making me do... Cough it up, Dad. Let's go. Give me $40. I'm trying to go see Avatar. 
Old people virtual reality. Health healthcare is just becoming customer service. I don't know if anyone's noticed that recently. <laughs> I was trying to fill a claim at Kaiser and I didn't even know that my uh my my coverage had expired. They told me that they're like you can't come here anymore and I was like, you know, that's not very permanente. <laughs> if you get not very Kaiser permanente of you guys. Who the fuck is talking? It sounds like they're right next to me. <laughs> um that's basically that's basically it. Sorry I couldn't have uh given more to you guys tonight at this Monday open mic. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna sleep tonight, don't worry. It's gonna really eat at me. <laughs> Kyle Morrissey, everyone. Yay. Bye, Wally. Infinite ways for people to laugh as an audience. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands together for Hune Shakur. That was the uh, level of applause that I was expecting. Um, over the pandemic, I got to spend a lot more time with my girlfriend. Uh, we did all the things together, like baked bread. We both grew a beard. Um, <laughs> it was really great. Um, I like having a girlfriend because I get to learn a lot about things that I didn't know previously, like I could own more than one towel, and I can't use paper towels and toilet paper interchangeably, apparently. That's frowned upon. Um, I like spending all this time with her, but you know, sometimes I notice things. I'm like, hey, how do you know that you're about to have your period? And she says, well, I get irritable, um, loss of appetite. And then I was like, oh, am I going to have my period soon? And she said, no, you're just depressed. And I was like, oh, that's how I know we've been spending too much time together because my depressive episodes were syncing up with her periods. <laughs> and then so we'd just both be on the couch and she's eating ice cream, crying about all the feelings she feels, and I'm there eating ice cream because I feel nothing. Um, <laughs> um, I don't like getting into fights with my girlfriend, uh, mainly because I don't like to see her lose. Um, you know, I'm, You know, it's not even a competition. One time we got into a really heated argument, and I was worried that I was about to lose, so I just... It, and the argument didn't need to happen. She just needed antibiotics. That's <laughs> that's all. But I felt like I was going to lose, so I just threw out, hey, I think this is just your Aries moon rising. And it floored her, and then she was just like, I knew it. I shouldn't have dated a Pisces. They're emotionally distant, and they disappear even though they're physically there. And then I said, I'm sorry, did you say something? Um, how many of you have parents that are divorced? Cool. Uh, your fault as well? Or, <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, I think it's weird because my parents got divorced while I was an adult. And then it's different when it's like that because, um, it, it's like when your friends break up. I'm more concerned about who's going to get the apartment and the dog. And then they're like, Nate, I don't think you're taking this seriously. And I was like, they're like, do you know what this means? And I was like, yeah, Thanksgiving's going to be a lot quieter. There's going to be less broken dishes. All right. <laughs> I think that's all I have. Thank you.
your next comedian, uh, Funny and Wonderful, runs a show at SE Wine Bar tomorrow night. You guys should go check it out if you're in the marina. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Thank you, everybody. What's up? How's it going? Um, I am not from here <coughs> originally. I moved here from Texas. And, uh, you know, being from a place that conservative, I was like, San Francisco is going to be super liberal, you know, and it's not, it's just rich, really. It's just wealthy, you know, and that lets you be progressive pretty easily. Like try being polyamorous on minimum wage. Good luck. Yeah. Good fucking luck with that, man. I hope these bitches like Burger King because that's what they're getting. All right. You cannot have it your way. You can have it maybe three ways and none of them include a drink. So Batman toy, I guess that's really a highlight. Um, yeah, I don't really, I don't know about progressivism. I, I'm happy to be liberal. I uh, I think it's a very important value of mine because uh, I like feeling superior to other people, you know? And, you know, it's, I didn't play sports in high school, so this is all I have, all right? That and I'm poor, you know? So, woo, Bernie, all right. Uh, <laughs> you know, I just think I can't afford to be Republican, really, is the point. Uh, but when I do have money, well, you better pull yourself up by your bootstraps, folks, because I'm not helping you. No, I, uh, I, my problem is I feel like as liberals, we kind of, I assume everybody here is liberal. We're all poor, right? Um, seriously, no, but it makes some noise if you're a Republican. Just checking, you know, just wanted to make sure I got the right audience. Um, I do feel like we kind of like give up really easily. Does that make sense? You know, because like 2020, we were like, yeah, we're got to fucking do it. Racial justice. And then Republicans were like, no, nah, we're not going to do that. And we're like, all right, well, Wakanda forever, I guess. I don't know. And we just kind of were like, I'll see the movie. Oh, that OK, that's I got a black square on my Instagram. That's really where we stopped. That is what we gave up. You know, that's anyway. Um, let's see. I've been thinking about uh, family lately, especially because I found out that um, uh, evidently, uh, Viagra helps prevent Alzheimer's uh, if you take it on a regular basis, uh, which is a real moral dilemma, you know, because I do want my father to have all of his memories, but I don't want my memory to be, oh, it curves to the left. You know, like, that's not what I want to know about my dad's fucking gross, you know. Also, I don't think he really needs all of his memories, you know, because if I asked him right now, like, what's the most important memory from your life he'd probably be like hillary's a bitch lock her up i'm like god damn it that is why i moved that's why i moved he's a fucking idiot he believes he's a QAnon guy anyway um let's see what else i uh doing all new shit there we go uh let's see we did viagra there we go i feel like my mom is too supportive uh i don't know which uh I don't, it sounds like I'm complaining for, like, a positive thing, but it really loses meaning after a while. Like, if you had parents that weren't supportive of all, I get it. Yeah, that sounds great. But really, like, I posted the other day about, like, doing a shitty show with three people, and I was complaining. And she was like, that's my baby. Follow your dream. I'm like, what the fuck are you? That's not the point of the post. Stop commenting on my page, you know? Like, I could do heroin, and she'd be like, my baby shoots the best skag, yeah. He always hits the vein. I'm like, you need to raise your standards, lady, seriously. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, all right, I'll finish on this. Did you uh, honk the horn? All right, cool. I was just making sure. I was like, you did, right? Um, uh, I'll finish on this last thing. I, uh, 
I am uh, not a, a fan of orgies. I know, fucking hot take. Um, yeah, I think it's, I, you know, they sound exciting, uh, but I've went to one, and I found out, the thing about orgies is this, everybody thinks somebody else is going to bring the hot people, and <laughs> nobody does. Nobody does. Yeah, it's, it's just a bunch of guys like me, like, I guess we fuck each other. I don't know. And we did. Anyway, that's my time. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Kelly Evans, everyone. That was lovely. Don't bring your mom to the orgy. Wouldn't that be funny if you, like, look up and you're like, what are you doing? Uh, hey, we're moving right along. Your next comedian. Put your hands together for Haley Lauren Rosenberg. Part of reality. Hit me when I represent the FAP. Straight from the bill till then play the building. I'm a liberal, but I did ride a jet ski one time and enjoyed it so much that I think I might be a little bit Republican now. It was so fun. Uh, how do we feel about horse girls? Good? Fine? Thank you. Do we all know what a horse girl is? Okay. Fuck you. If you don't know what a horse girl is, it's like the female equivalent of a car guy if he didn't want to fuck the car. Like, I don't know what goes on between a car guy and his Mazda Miata, but it is not kosher. Uh, it's also a lot harder to f <laughs> spot horse girls in adulthood, you know, out in the wild. Uh, it was a lot easier in middle school because you could just find someone, like, running around on all fours and not getting hot until their 20s. Do we have any horse girls? You look like a horse girl. How many times have you seen Spirit Stallion in the Cimarron? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, first up, first up is admitting you have a problem. Uh, I am a horse girl. I don't know if you can tell by the way that I'm dressed. Uh, the way that being a horse girl into my 20s affected me mostly was like I was the last of my friends to lose my virginity because of it. Guys would be like, oh, I want you to ride me like you ride your horse. I'd be like, you can never be him. <laughs> I have a lot of guys asking me now to do reverse cowgirl but then they get confused when I get on all fours and put a saddle on my back. I'm like, you asked for this. I'm the alpha horse girl though, because I actually own my own horse. It's like when a fan gets to date a celebrity, it's like, oh my God, it's possible. Uh, when I say I own a horse, people are confused because I'm in San Francisco, but he's actually like in a farm in upstate New York with my parents. Uh, we sent them there when they got too old so that they could run around with other parents. My sisters told me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, but I understand to most people that having a horse is like a red flag. I'd say it's more of a red flag than owning a bird, but still way less of a red flag than being really into Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Pam. Uh, but I love my horse very much. I tell him all the time, every single day. He has not set it back yet. So... Keeping in line with my previous relationships. They also hated being kept in cages. But they loved ketamine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we did headshots for LinkedIn at work the other day. Nothing like a professional photo shoot to remind you. It's not the camera. It's you. Being unphotogenic has been especially hard for me because I do a lot of online dating. But I found a strategy that's been really effective. I just use other people's photos. It's working out great. On Hinge, I look remarkably like Margot Robbie. 
Um, <laughs> I had some, like, not surprisingly, I get ghosted a lot after the first date. Apparently, I set unrealistic expectations with my profile. Uh, but I did have a guy come back from ghosting me and be like, hey, I just want to let you know that after meeting you and talking to you about traveling, I finally went and did that big backpacking trip that I'd always been dreaming of. And I saw the world, and it changed my life, and I just really wanted to thank you for that. I was like, damn. I get ghosted. He gets eat, pray, love. How's that fair? All right, I that's the one minute, right? Okay, I don't think Yay, Haley, yay! Wait, Haley, what's your what's your horse's name? Evil Munchkin. So my cat's name is Mr. Poopy Butthole. That's how much that's how much I love Rick and Morty. You you twist my soul with that joke. I'm like, no! The only reason for the for the tiny robot to exist is to pass butter. Like if anyone ever wants to play trivia, <laughs> to pass butter. Okay, anyway. If anyone ever wants to play trivia with me about Rick and Morty, I'm fucking down, and I will, it is, I, you will die. I will take you down. I know it all. I, uh, all right. Um, your next comedian, put your hands together for Sophia Guerra. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, have you guys heard that they just made a new vaccine for bees? That's a thing. Isn't that crazy? As if unvaccinated bees aren't bad enough. <laughs> now we have to deal with autistic bees. <laughs> Unmask our bees. <laughs> I love that scientists gave up on humans. They're like, we would rather vaccinate an insect than one more southerner. <laughs> We're over trying. We're done. Um, I, speaking of Southerners, I was on the bus the other day and I came in contact with the most Southern person I've ever experienced in my entire life. This guy in the middle of the bus tried to turn to me and he was like, you ever played chicken with a 22 and a straw? And I didn't respond, so he tried again. And he was like, you ever make a sparkler bomb with electrical tape? <laughs> I'm from New York, but I wanted to connect to him, you know, he was trying. So I was like, you ever toss a salad with just one fork? <laughs> he goes, you know, I used to work at Little Caesars in Louisiana, but they fired me because I was too efficient. And then while he's saying that, he scratches his ankle and pulls up his uh, pant. My man's is wearing an ankle monitor on the bus. I was like, I feel like efficiency wasn't the problem. <laughs> just a hunch. That's just a hunch. And um, then he goes, oh, I got to call a lawyer because uh, I think they have a warrant out for me. I was like, I, I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> You'd know. <laughs> I think they know exactly where you are, my man. You are good. Um, I, I have a friend. She used to have really high standards, but then she spent five years on dating apps. And now, like, the bar is so low that guys just, like, trip on it on their way into her pussy, you know? <laughs> Just on the way, she went on a first date the other day with this guy from Tinder. And uh, for their first date, this guy took her to an AA meeting. Yeah, she came back and was like, you know, you don't have to be an alcoholic to go to those meetings. He goes just to talk. <laughs> I was like, okay, I feel like the reason the group is meeting is important. You know, it's like going to a KKK meeting because you like hats. 
like you here for the rally? You're like, rally? I'm here for the merch. Merch. How does a date like that come about? Like, does he give just give you a time and an address? And you show up to a high school gymnasium, everyone's sitting around in a circle. He's like, it's not what you think. Cracks open a beer. You're like, finally, an original date idea. <laughs> oh my gosh, finally. I get a lot of migraines. Uh, I started seeing this neurologist recently, and uh, he's fine, but he tries to make it more of a collaborative effort than I want it to be, you know? Like, he's always like, what do you think our next step should be? I'm like, I paid the copay. <laughs> My job here is done. <laughs> you know? It's not a brainstorming session. It's like your surgeon waking you up mid-surgery. It's like, be honest. You think we got enough of the tumor out? <laughs> like, hold on, doc. Let me whip out my communications degree. <laughs> we'll figure this out together. We're in this together. I went to a palm reader recently for the first time. And uh, before she even looked at my palm, she looked at me and goes, you're giving off a dark aura. <laughs> I was like, why do you think I'm here? <laughs> you think everything's going well? It's like going to like the ER and the ER doctor is like, before we start, you are bumming me out. <laughs> Maybe smile a little, you know? <laughs> All right, that's my time. Thank you so much. Love you, bye. Sophia Barrow, everyone. Sophia Carroll. Yay. All right, your next comedian. Keep those hands clapping. We have a couple left. It's Brian Bailey. Hello. Um, I'm trying to quit smoking cigarettes, but it's really hard because uh, they're great and I love it. Everyone should smoke. It's the best. Spencer knows. And I'm looking up all these techniques online on like how to quit smoking, and they all say the same thing. They're like, identify and avoid your triggers. So I've learned my triggers include uh, waking up in the morning, drinking coffee, finishing a meal, and that's all just before 10 a.m. And that's already three triggers. And I, I think I've learned that really just living life is my main trigger. That's what I figured out. <laughs> Only really one way to avoid that. I'm not that desperate yet. And I see this other one, another technique. It says, I think this is for teenagers mostly. It says to like smoke, remind yourself that smoking isn't cool, which I think is wrong. I think it's okay to admit that smoking is cool. It's fine, you know? Like it's dangerous, but it is cool. I think it's okay because a lot of dangerous things are cool, you know? Like motorcycles objectively cool, much more dangerous than cars, right? I like to put it this way. If Jurassic Park were real, it'd be much more dangerous than like say Six Flags, right? But you know, fuck it, I wanna see dinosaurs. So I have not quit smoking. <laughs> All right, <laughs> here's something. Uh, I sent a dick pic to my doctor the other day. I had a bump that I wanted to get checked out immediately, but her office was closed. So she's like, just send me a photo. I felt a little weird about it, but I did it. So I sent her a photo and she messages me again right back and she was just like, you don't need to be hard for this. And I was like, okay, my bad, sorry. So I sent her another photo, less flattering, and she messaged me back right away again. She goes, looks like an ingrown hair, nothing to worry about. These are usually caused by shaving, BTW. I just don't like how she said BTW, it felt very unprofessional to me. So like, what if it was something serious? I would send her a mole on my back, which she'd be like, OMFG, probs cancer. Shocked emoji. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I feel like I can't trust her medical opinion anymore. So I got a new doctor. 
I probably have herpes. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Uh, here's something else. These are all new guys. Uh, my roommate, uh, he's in the police academy. He's like trying to become a cop, and he does this thing that I find kind of annoying. Where like whenever we like run into each other in the common area of our apartment, he'll like do like a little finger gun. He'll be like freeze. And at first it was like kind of fun or whatever. I'd just be like, oh, you know. But then now uh, we've lived together for years. I'm kind of like running out of reactions to do. You know, like it's getting really odd. Like the other day, we ran into each other in the kitchen, and he was like, ah, freeze. And I was like, oh, I'll suck your dick. I don't know. It just felt like I, I don't know. I just like, I feel like I don't know how to react to the situation anymore. And also, he wouldn't be doing that to me if I was black. I just feel like it'd be a bad look for him. Fine, guys. What else do I have? My dad's dead. Uh, <laughs> this is the biggest laugh I've gotten all night off a horn. And uh, we we got to pay for his all his arrangements with like his money, which was nice. I didn't have to pay for it because cremating somebody is very expensive. I don't know if you guys knew that. But as soon as like I started to pay for it with his money, my mom, his ex-wife, started getting all these really grand ideas of like what to do for his funeral arrangements. You know, she was like, we should spread his ashes in Hawaii. And I'm like, why would we do that? He's never been there. I think my mom was just trying to get like a free vacation out of this whole situation. She was like, his family's from Oahu, right? I'm like, that's Ohio. That's not the same thing. You're not fooling anybody, Mom. All right, I think that's it for me. Thanks so much. Brian Bailey, everyone. Okay, we have four, com we have four comics left. You are all being so patient and amazing. And keep it up. And people outside, keep it down. Be nice, people outside. Go over a little farther away to be to talky-talky. Because um, we've got three... We've got Three, three more people, and uh, one of them is, I believe, new to the room. Put your hands together for CJ. I have been here. Oh, I have been here before, but I shaved my head. It's really confusing for people. I have to reintroduce myself constantly. It's so annoying. Um, is anyone here anxious about the climate crisis? Anybody? Um, honestly, I'm kind of a fan. Like. If you can't afford a beachfront property in San Francisco, wait. You know, um, I'm a climate activist, uh, not because I'm against the upcoming mass extinction event, but because I love the feel of a paper straw melting in your mouth. Uh, it's a weird time to clear about the planet, though. Like, uh, the cops just killed a peaceful climate protester in Atlanta. Um, which, honestly, cops killing climate protesters is kind of like not tipping your waiter. Um, it's a big deal in this country, but pretty common in the rest of the world. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm not worried. I've been arrested twice at climate protests, but um, only because I asked the cops to arrest me, right? Like, you have to really want it if you're a white woman trying to get arrested by the cops. You know, I spent like six weeks putting it up on my vision board, trying to manifest it uh, with a crystal up my ass. <laughs> I had to go to trainings to get arrested. Like, I was preparing for, like, a Juilliard audition. Um, they wanted to make us arrestable. Like, that was the word that they kept using. They were like, I don't know, do you know any AAVE? Like, are you open to tanning? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so both times that I went to get trained, um, the whole class was, like, basically me and a bunch of, like, older, middle-aged, um, like, white women, middle class. Um, they were super pumped to be there, and they all came armed with like those like lawn signs that say like Black Lives Matter, Science is Real, 
Um, which if you're trying to convince someone with a lawn sign that science is real, like you have to understand that there's no overlap between people who don't think that science is real and people who can read a lawn sign. You know what I mean? Uh, so the first time I got arrested, the cop told me that I don't look like a criminal. Um, so I was like, what does a criminal look like to you? You know, and I had a pretty good idea of what he was going to say. Um, but he surprised me. He said, uh, you look more like a young Hillary Clinton if she were addicted to weed. Uh, <laughs> that was fucking criminal. Um, he did arrest me, but they didn't even, like, bother taking us to jail. Like, they literally dropped us off at a dog park, like a block over. Um, which was so funny, you know? They were like, don't do it again, bye. That's the sound of the siren. Um, it was fucking surreal. And then I got arrested in San Francisco, so we had all like chained ourselves to the Wells Fargo uh, wagon at the Wells Fargo Museum. Um, which if you ever catch me at a bank museum unironically in real life, take me out back and put me down like old yeller, because something is wrong. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, <laughs> So, did you hear about that? <gasps> really? I, I don't understand what they would have in the museum. Like, I'm just picturing, like, a glass case with, like, a dollar in it. Like, wow. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, anyway, so the museum has to call the cops, and the cops have to call the firefighters, because the firefighters have, like, the, li the most comically massive set of wire cutters that you have ever seen in your life. Like, they look like a doll trying to handle a normal set of wild, color, wild cutters. Um, he literally like, looked like he was like, about to shit himself because he was straining so hard to, to cut the chain that we were using. Um, so they broke that off. And then instead of using handcuffs, they offered us uh, single-use plastic zip ties, which I was like, do you have anything reusable? <laughs> it's bad for the brand, you know? Um, and then they let us go, obviously, like six minutes after they cuffed us. And one of the firefighters came up to me and he was like, you know, thank you for doing this. And the cops were like, you can't say that to them. <laughs> um, which is kind of like the time that I got my wisdom teeth taken out and the doctor told me that I was really good at handling narcotics. Um, I was like, you shouldn't say that to me because I had a great time and I would love to do this again. <laughs> thank you, that's all I got. Hooray! Yay for CJ! That was great. I gave you extra time. I'm sorry. I was just so intrigued that I, I interrupted and I heckled you and that wasn't cool. But I gave you extra time to, to make up for it. Your next comedian, did he come in from outside? Where's Hunter Uniac? Hunter Uniac! Do something like this to me. Didn't think my girl had Now, boo me for being late. Fuck you guys. What's up, guys? How are we doing? We're doing good? Cool, cool. I love how you're the only honest person in the room just going, uh, um, uh. Um, do you want some music going played while we fuck, or is that what? <laughs> they're pretty? Do not say I'm pretty. Look at me. Like, I'm pretty smelly. <laughs> no, that's funny. Um, but yeah, guys, um, a little bit about me right now. Um, I'm in N.A. right now. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, like I, I like NA. Um, NA is kind of weird though. Like, like uh, at some meetings, like you know, like um, I'll have a coffee at NA meetings, and that coffee is stronger than most of the cocaine I've done in my life. 
Like, like I'll, I'll be there, like, fucking, like, you know, scratching my neck, going, like, hey, you got more of that Folgers? The best part of waking up is Folgers in my nostril. Praise the guys. Like, I, I, I think I'm doing NA wrong because, like, I'm, I'm cheating on my sponsors. Like, I have three sponsors. You're only supposed to have one. You know, and I'm texting all of them, like, hey, you up? Because I used to have that, you know, like, that drug energy at 2 in the morning. And now I don't have that energy anymore. So I'm just texting them going, you up? And, like, dude, Hunter, you're sober. Stop fucking texting me. You know, like, they, like, give it two more months and I'll have, like, three sponsors quit on me. You know? Fun, though, guys. Crazy. Um, like, I'll tell you, like, a stupid thing I did um, when I was, like, you know, like, I wasn't even on blow, but I was drinking. Um, like, very, very first time I got my weed card, uh, my buddy, um, he called me. He's like, hey, Hunter, I'm going to get your weed card. You're 19. You need your weed card. And I was like, fuck yeah. I'm showing up with a bottle of whiskey at 9 in the morning. We get to the fucking weed doctor, all right? I'm so drunk, I try to high-five the receptionist behind the counter. Like, and we get in the, we get, we get in the you know, weed doctor little area, and, like, he's talking to me, saying, like, you know, what drugs are you addicted to? I'm like, weed and alcohol, they're the best. Anything else? Cocaine, is that an option? Are you telling me the weed card you give me specifically designed for chopping up lines? Fuck yes, let's go. And it wasn't until I signed my name on the dotted line. This is 100% true. It wasn't until I signed my name on the dotted line that I realized I'm in a rehab facility. Yeah. And I was like, I, right when that happened, I was like, I, I went to my friend. I'm like, Javi, we need to get the fuck out of here. Let's go. And I ran out of rehab. I'm still pretty much signed up. You know, like, I, I don't know how I snuck in to rehab with a bottle of fucking Jack Daniels in my pocket. You know, try to high-five the receptionist behind the counter and then, you know, ask the, we, uh, the rehab doctor, hey, do you want to do blow? Crazy, though, guys. We're having a lot of stupid shit. One of the other dumb things I've done is um, when I was uh, 20, um, like, I used to go to this corner store in my place, and because I look like this, and I've always looked like this, so, um, ladies, what's up? But because I've always looked like this, um, like, I'd be able to go into any liquor store and get whiskey, you know? And, um... This one guy, like, he never called me. And when, uh, he didn't show up to work for a month, and we thought he died. All right? His name was Oscar, and we saw this sign that said, Oscar's funeral is this day in front of the, we- you know, uh, the, uh, um, the liquor store. So we go to the funeral, and me and my best friend, they're going to the funeral. We're sitting there, and we're like, Oscar looks different in his photos. And it was a small pro- uh, you know, funeral progression, and, like, I was sitting front left row. And that's when the priest said, it's such a small progression. We're going to pass around the microphone and have people talk about Oscar. And that's when I realized this is the wrong fucking Oscar. This is 100% true. I went to the wrong fucker's funeral. And I, I took the microphone and I did this. I, I swear to God, best move of my life. I just went, I can't. I can't. And I passed it to my best friend. He's a six foot four Chinese man with tattoos who giggles like this. <laughs> and he took the microphone and just giggled. The entire for five fucking minutes straight, and I, I walked out the funeral. Point is, I'm sorry, Oscar. All right, guys, I'm an asshole. That's my time. Hunter Uniac. Hunter Uniac, everyone. He's back. All right, we have a couple comedians left. You guys are all amazing for sticking around. Put your hands together for Salty. Aloha. Hi, y'all. Good to see you. You're looking really good. Um, I, I only have one eye that works, as you may have noticed. This is radio. And so for the good people over there in Radio Land, I'd like to say welcome to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Hour. Um, the only thing that I really wanted to tell y'all um, 
is this is my first time ever doing a stand-up set. And the reason I'm doing it is because a good friend of mine died this year. She was an ex-lover of mine. And we got, we got together because she wanted to have kids. And she found me to be really intriguing and exciting and very liberal and open and, like, not super into, like, all the adult stuff. And so she wanted to have kids and not have a man in her life. And I was like, oh, hey, that works really well for me. Um, and then uh, we broke up after a while because, uh, you know, stars crossed in their weird sort of hippie ways. Maybe we were stoned. I'm not sure. Um, and in the long run, um, I got in another relationship. And that relationship went horribly sour in a way that I ended up choosing in uh, April of this year. Um, and... So th there's this hipster problem that I have. Maybe in San Francisco you can identify with this. Um, I, I got a vasectomy um, inspired by this relationship I was with. Um, and so the vasectomy I got, the, the day I was having it, I found out that my ex, Gladys, who had been a stand-up stand comedian, had committed suicide or actually been found dead of a drug overdose. How do you define that? I don't want to get into the details. So I'm having my vasectomy and find out that the woman who had left me because I didn't want to have the children, had had this horrible experience. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, my God. And then the next day, Samuel Alito goes and leaks the Supreme Court ruling that, that Roe versus Wade would happen, and there I was again in this horrible position where I was this hipster who had had a vasectomy before it was cool. And, <laughs> and, and it kind of made me sort of sad. Um, and, I, and I began to think about what is this weird thing of the hipsterness? You know, can you claim to be a hipster? Was I doing things before they were cool all my life? And then I looked into it and I realized everyone was freaked out about things that had to do with like presidential politics, resignations, and Roger Stone in particular, strange individuals in our world. And then I was watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is what I do when I'm emotionally distressed. I'm like, oh, what would the alien space transvestites do? Um, because that... You know, like, what would Jesus do? Same story. Um, and so I was looking at the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and at the very beginning, they announced the date that that show happened is the day that Nixon ex resigns from office. It's literally Nixon resigning from office. And I looked into that, and I figured out I was in the womb at that moment. The most hipster thing I could imagine, I was conceived under Nixon and born under Ford, I was pissed off about all of this Roger Stone shit before even anyone even fucking knew that Roger Stone was a person who had any value that would matter. And so I'm kind of dealing with this dynamic as it's flowing forward. And um, I moved back here to California, and I got in touch with my friend Roach, who helped set this comedian thought in my heart with my good friend Gladys. And my good friend Diamond Dave, I've been in this room before, on this radio before, with Diamond Dave promoting what's called a rainbow gathering, which is basically like a psychedelic workshop on a mountaintop. And so to, 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 to close it all off here, there's been a lot of talk about anonymity and people potentially wanting to not spread their names around while they're trying to get over their drug addiction. I want to remind you that some of the inspiration of that is the fact that people in the psychedelic community and in all of the weed trimming community have had to have a, assumed identities for the last 30 years. And there's a whole lot of things we've missed out on the process. And I want to tell you that I love you. And I feel really good about this experience. I heard some laughter. I don't know if it's good because it hurt me to tell you the things that worked, but I might do it again. So thanks a lot. My name's Salty, and I love you all. Salty, everyone. First set ever. Um, guy with the, this guy, do you want to try it? Oh, you're okay? Okay. 
Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, Dan Britton. What's going on, everybody? What's going on, everybody? That's what the fuck I'm talking about. My name is Dan, and sometimes I listen to ratchet-ass music. Chief among them, 2 chains. Anybody else in here like 2 chains? Didn't think so. Okay. 2 chains. I only like him because he has a couple of really fun lyrics that make me think. Like in Drake's one song, All Me, he has this line that said, uh, my dick so hard it make the metal detector go off. Whenever I heard that, I just imagined two chains <laughs> walking through an airport. Lady goes, or the buzzer goes, beep. The TSA says, are you armed, two chains? He goes, no, I'm erect. All right, that was the first joke I had. The second joke I have goes as follows. I got a technology problem. I've got too many contacts in my phone who I don't know who the fuck these people are. I've got like 2,530 contacts in my phone. I maybe talked to 15 people. I got one guy on my phone, his name is Pete. That's it. No last name, no company that he works for, nothing. And I don't know who he is, but what am I gonna do? Like calling him up? Just be like, hey Pete, yeah? Who are you? What do you mean? You called me. I know, Pete, but I, I have you on my phone. I don't know who you are. So I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back in my text messages. I'm going to see if I have anything, any clues that can put me on to who Pete really is. And I found a text message, one sentence long, that confirmed everything that I knew about Pete. One sentence. It said, yo, this is Pete. Just fucking nothing. I'm sober, been sober for about three and a half, four years now. Thank you, thank you. You guys are very nice. I have a couple of friends who are not very nice about it. They call me a pussy. They'll be like, Dan, take a shot. And I'll say no, and then they'll go, man, Dan is such a pussy. He won't take a shot. And I just, it, to me, that's so silly. Because what they're saying is like, man, Dan's such a pussy. Look at him facing life's challenges head on, you know, like a bitch. Look at this coward. He won't drown his problems in drugs and alcohol anymore. <laughs> what a wimp. Look at that walking vagina. He doesn't think that substance abuse disorder is for him. <laughs> what else do I have? I recently got out of a relationship. I uh, was in, well, not really a relationship. I had been seeing this girl for about two months. And uh, on New Year's Eve, he wanted me to go to San Jose to see a comedy show of people that I know and I see all the time, and I said no. And then uh, later in the night, she's like trying to talk to me, and I just said, look, I don't want to waste your time. I don't see this going anywhere, and I think it's best that we don't see each other anymore. She responded the next morning. Again, one text message, one line long. She just said, sounds good. Happy New Year. Next joke, last joke. Does anybody in here like David Goggins? You guys probably don't. But if anybody wants to be like David Goggins, I think you're kind of a, like an insane douchebag because that's pretty much what he is. I was watching, you'll hear me out. I was watching uh, Joe Rogan's podcast because I'm so not a 
narcissistic douchebag. And David Goggins was saying, like, people go to the gym and they listen to music. I don't do that. I self-motivate, except one day. You know the Rocky theme song? That song is two and a half minutes long. I listen to that song on repeat through a workout for 17 and a half hours straight. So if anybody wants to be like David Goggins, good fucking luck. Anyway, good night, everybody. That's Dan Britton. Chris Crone, are you still here? Okay, put your hands together. It's Chris Crone and then me, but you don't have to stay if you don't want. That's But that's it. That's just two people left. Put your hands together for Chris Crone. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everybody. I've uh, learned a lot of things in my old age. I'm an old man now. You can tell it from my eyes. Right, Lauren? <sighs> Seen a lot of things. And I was talking to a, a friend of mine who works in the hospital industry. My mom's been getting on me about getting blood tests. Get the blood test. Test your blood. And uh, she's, a, she's a, a liver doctor. And I'm scared about that one. I'm scared about my liver a little bit. I do drink a lot. Uh, and I enjoy myself a lot. So uh, I'm... Uh, a little worried about it and I was asking her is like well how hard is it to get that uh that procedure and she's like oh it's, it's real easy and uh I was like well how do you do it? and she's like well uh you know I work at UCSF hospital but I have Kaiser and I'm like wait a minute you can't just go across the hallway and get the same procedure done and she's like no I have to go to Kaiser and it's like but you work in the place that has the things to do the job and you can't just have that and she's like no i have to go to kaiser um and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about when i worked in a dispensary i if i was like hey you know how we got all this weed over here can i just have some of it they'd be like yeah when i worked in restaurants they'd be like you know you, you want a shift meal and I'd be like, yeah, that's, that sounds that sounds like a thing. You guys have the things here. Just give me the things. That that's cool. That works. But no, she has to actually schedule herself off <laughs> work to go somewhere else, even though they have all the shit in the building that she works in. Blows my fucking mind. Anyways, my name's Chris Crown. I'll see you in the bathroom. He's going to be in the bathroom. Okay, thank you all for being patient and staying till the end, and I'm going to do just a couple things. Are you just a person? You're just a neighbor? You're just an actual person. That's crazy. That's exciting. You live around the corner? Oh, wow. Well, fucking cool. We got three... I mean, comics don't count. You all know that. <laughs> Come on, they're real people. Uh, cool, that's exciting. You're all looking at me like I'm a like. You look like a really likable person. You look like you look like a successful likable person. You look like you won the science fair. Recently, though, like just recently, you won the science fair, right? I bet you did. Like a year ago. There we go. So, this is my actual high school Letterman jacket. It literally it says Pam Benjamin, and it says Varsity. 
track, varsity, cross country, varsity cheer, 92. And I like to wear it um, so that I can just really remind myself of all the promise I had. I'm so <laughs> such a disappointment. Uh, but it is, I, I did, I am old and I still look young, so that's a disappointment. Or maybe that's an appointment. How come we don't call them appointments? Go to appointments, we won't want to play wordplay. Science fair, what did you win the science fair for? Volcano. I was thinking of some electroplating shit or some. I, I was thinking about um, designing science fair projects for the ghosts of my aborted children. Uh, just to commemorate them and memorialize them, one of them would be in fifth grade, which I think is about the time that you do the, the science fair project. So my plan, I have some ideas. You guys can steal these if you want. What you need is a fifth grader and litmus paper and swabs and paper, like little plastic bags. And what we're going to do is we're going to go and find out which muni bus is the most disgusting. Like, can you catch chlamydia from the 22? What is that liquid on the 19? No one knows. We're going to find out. We're going to put it on a board. We're going to win some prizes. The answer is the 19. Sometimes the 9. I don't know. It would be a toss-up. The 9 or the 19. Both with 9s in there. Put it upside down. It's a 6. I don't know what's happening on that bus. A lot of cans. Going somewhere. Okay. That's one science fair project. Here's another one. This is more anthropological. I think this is... This one we can actually go to Costco and we can buy the T-Rex the bones. Everybody imagine the T-Rex bones in your head, right? And he's got those big beefy legs and he's got, he's got that weird hip cap that forces him over. But he has an articulated spine from his huge head to his tail, right? So why the hip cap? Little tiny legs. So what I say is you take the little tiny legs and move them back and take that hip cap and make it into a breastbone. Those big beefy legs become big beefy wings. T-Rex was a dragon. T-Rex was a dragon. It's the hubris of man to put the biggest, coolest flying dinosaur on two legs. No, of course T-Rex was a dragon. Everyone has dragon mythology. You got the Chinese people with the dragons. They're in the dragon. Japanese people, and they got tattoos with dragons. We got St. George and the dragons. The white people are even in. Look at the Danish, the girl in the dragon tattoo. Why? Dragons. Because T-Rex was a dragon. So you literally can go to Costco and buy the little puzzle and put it together correctly and show the world the lies, the lies that have been put upon us. If the T-Rex bones are wrong, what else is? <gasps> okay, that's, thanks for being here, you guys. I really appreciate it. Um, Dan, you want to do like three minutes? We got one more. You just Oh man, when are we gonna drop this international, <laughs> international? Uh, oh, okay, I'll bring my passport every time I do my set. Okay, cool. Uh, guys, I've just been thinking about this a lot. So as like, you can tell, for those people who don't know, I have long hair. And I think having long hair, it taught me a lot of things. Like I actually feel like I understand some of women's struggles now more often. Like ladies, you never told me that with long hair, you have to get conditioner and all these hair products to maintain it. Cause, without, cause with it, I look like I could be, I could have straight hair like Rapunzel. And without it, I didn't realize that you could look like Miss Frizzle from Magic School Bus. Like, it's just so crazy. One time I was on a date with somebody, and I realized that it made me too sexy. She just kept asking me about what hair products I use with my hair. And then when I brought her back home, she just stole all my hair, pro hair conditioner. Like, what the fuck is up with that? It's insane. 
But I feel like I under I I do get the get the under I do understand why long hair is cool, right? Like I get it. Like nowadays, like I feel like I understand uh, how like even like when I'm dating somebody, how how she feels. Like now when I'm in bed, when she says pull my hair, I'm like me too. Um, so okay, there's something there. That's cool. That's cool. Um, uh, I grew up in an immigrant family. Where are my immigrant people at? Yeah. All right. One people understand struggle. The rest of you guys privilege as fuck. Okay. Cool. All right. I'll take that. All right. Hell, hell yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I I uh, I have like a very strange relationship with my dad uh, as an immigrant parent. Um, it's a very special relationship. Like he wasn't always there. Uh, but I realized that even with that story, I can't relate to other kids in the playground. Because when I grew up poor, all my other friends were telling me stories about their dads being like, oh, my God, my dad was a coke addict. Or, oh, my God, my dad was a, was a, was an alcoholic. And I would be like, my dad was a workaholic. Like, you know, it's just, you guys ever had a, had a dad that worked too hard? Okay, maybe the something might be there. And I always ask him about it, too. Like, I would be like, Dad, tell me about what it's like being an immigrant. And he'd always tell me stories from his past. Like, he would just say things like, son, it's just so hard, you know, moving to a place that I didn't know any of the people. I couldn't speak the fucking language. And half the people here hate me. And that's why I left Mexico. I was like, what? Where did that come from? You guys already got to get, like, an emergency 23 of me to make sure he's your actual dad? Like, that's... No wonder he calls egg rolls burritos. Okay, that's... That ma that that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, last joke here. Um, uh, so I am Chinese. Uh, I actually speak a, a special dialect of Chinese. It's called Cantonese. If you guys are familiar with it, uh, I like Cantonese, but I hate Cantonese as well because uh, it's the one that sounds kind of racist when you say it. No. Okay. Cool. All right. Never mind. I, I've been Dan Guan. <laughs> Thanks a lot for being here, everybody. Yay, Dan Guan. Yay. It's just they they've been here a long time, so they all these people in the room have been holding fast since like. Six o'clock. So clap it up for yourselves, stalwarts that stayed the whole time. You're incredible, and thank you for staying to the end because it's like really nice and helps everybody, and and it makes us feel like we have an audience. And for the real people that were here today, like thank you so much. Like that's crazy. Come back, tell your friends if you had fun, all that stuff. And um, we do this every Monday and Friday at six o'clock. So, um, and we're dog friendly. So if you have a dog, it, it's yeah. uh, it's we're fine with dogs. It's always fun too because. Getting heckled by a dog or doing crowd work with a dog is always like really challenging. Um, <laughs> right? Um, well, thank you. Okay, bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Holy Patrick, oh, namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic. 
in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. The best barbecue in San Francisco and free comedy? Come get messy with the sauce every Wednesday, 7 p.m. at Baby Blues Barbecue at 3149 Mission Street, just past Cesar Chavez. Hilarious Bay Area stand-up comics, amazing smoked meats, and $5 cans of standard deviant brew. This neighborhood gym is a bizarre and fun weekday night treat with free comedy to tickle your ribs. Join your friends for Mutiny Radio every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at Baby Blues Barbecue. Reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite to let us know you're coming to laugh. Hey, kids, it's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck. And donate two to five dollars on. Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value. And the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in whosthatlive.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to whosthatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true. productions. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free 
two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Come down. Be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog-friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party <laughs> at Mutiny Radio. Happy <laughs> hour. 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vest right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. And ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in the drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools. In a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy. Laughter has value, and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Who is that live.com? Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand up comedy and those that, who's that? go to who is that live.com for upcoming shows?
song is called Acid and Fapping. Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Beagleman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Beagleman. It's been German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Looking forward to today's movie. And uh, it's a real, you know, and it's a new year. Welcome to the new year once again. Once again. I I believe this is our second show this month. Yes. Yes. Yes, Right. Fingers crossed. You are listening to us on mutinyradio.fm. Every Sunday at 2 p.m., we are sandwiched in between a full day of entertainment. Uh, Found Round Sound, Wiscato is at noon, Pacific Standard Time. Ugly Sundays. After us. After us. And that uh, they usually go like four hours. It's really good. All so right. check out Muni Radio. You can go to muniradio.fm. You can subscribe to our podcast feed. Just search for the acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did I just say that? What 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 is the name of the YouTube channel? Let's L watch L W A F L M O Y T. Oh, you know sign language too, like me. Yeah. Well, someone asked me what my podcast was, and I went, "Ah!" And they punched me in the face. Anyway, so we are excited. Carl is excited. We are watching a really exciting movie on YouTube. We want you to join us. Let us watch a full length movie. The movie that I read about. It's on YouTube. I'm really excited to see this one. We want you to go to YouTube. We want you to find this movie. We want you to listen to us and watch the movie at the same time. If that's too much work, just subscribe to the podcast. Carl takes cares of it after our production. The YouTube channel. The YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. 
the podcast, and it is the same thing. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. I've done yeah. the hard work. Yeah, you've actually listened to our podcast, which is uh, yeah. hard work in itself. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Muni Radio is, uh, you can go ahead and donate to Muni Radio at Muni Radio on Venmo. Dot uh, FM? Oh. They're on Discord. Carl, I would love for us to hang out on a Sunday afternoon and uh -huh. listen to our show and just take questions from Discord. On and the that'd be Radio interesting. We, yeah. we, 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 we listen to our show in real time and we stay, do, do we show a video of ourselves? No, we just chat. Whoa. I guess we could just chat or I don't know how, what a Discord is, but Mutiny Radio has one, and L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T has its own Discord right. away from Mommy and Daddy uh, uh, Mutiny, Mutiny Radio. Radio. Yeah, mm -hmm. so you can check us out there. You can Is check us out. Is that the one we'll be on, or will we be on Mutiny? Maybe we could tell Mutiny, because I don't think Mutiny's kind of barren, so if we spend two hours on it, it's going to be yeah. there forever. Yeah, maybe we could do it. Maybe we could say, hey, check us out on L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T Discord. Instead of the Mutiny Radio Discord. All right. Uh, well, we'll. Uh, what do you? Which one do you want to do? You want to do Mutiny because there's. Uh, well, we could say, "Hey, we're at Mutiny." I, I have executive decision. Let's I say we do, we do it the first time on Mutiny, and we yeah. clog up their Discord channel with our stuff. Okay. And then yeah, yeah. Well, keep us star, Christine. Anyway, Carl, I'm really excited. What is the movie we are watching this week? Today we will watch Dead End 1937. Dead End okay. 1937. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. I don't need to tell you how to spell dead or end or 1937 even. But the channel we like is The Immortal Sun. I was just telling Carl, like, these names on YouTube, they're getting a little cocky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think well, we're reaching prime names. If the sun names. is immortal, does that mean that the father will not no. was not immortal and the and the yeah. son's kid will not be immortal. Yeah. So it's the right. son. Yeah, his kid is probably like a million years old right now. Yeah. What no, if you were immortal now? That would suck. You would miss decades of centuries of like enjoyable life. Oh yeah, we missed all the good stuff. Yeah, I'm immortal stuff. now. What? Right before the apocalypse? Fuck. That's why, like, if someone says you could be immortal, I'm like, yeah. 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 It's too late. Too I, late. I, I, uh, sure, for 1600s. Okay, well, imagine how boring it's going to be when the like world destroys itself, like when we are extinct, and you're still around. Why? Oh, what a bummer! <laughs> but you can finally catch up on your TV shows <laughs> <laughs> if there's TV. Oh God, that'd be horrible. Oh, what a horrible thought. Okay, so we want you to go type in Dead End 1937. Find yes. the Immortal Sun is hosting the movie. Click the link. Hit pause. Move your timer to zero zero zero. We're really excited. Carl has interviewed a celebrity comedian. Yes. That celebrity comedian is going to tell a little bit about his or her life, their life, and then uh, they're going to do the celebrity comedian countdown. And when they say go, you're going to hit the button. Give you a couple of minutes, find the movie, get yourself ready, meet a new person. Carl, take it away. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stand by. We're having technical difficulties with your intestines. <laughs> Don't bogart the Humphrey, dude. <laughs> Wait, we're seconds away from that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Alex Grubard. Hello. Hey, 